Okay, in the last lesson we started off talking about how the, the Old Testament is inspired. Just as well as the New Testament. And the Old Testament speaks about Jesus. In prophecy. And so we've been examining that and as we continue to move through the scripture, we'll see how many times he is mentioned either by prophecy or by typology. Okay. Uh, Typology just means a type or shadow of something. So, for instance, we see that Israel was tempted in the wilderness for 40 years. Jesus was tempted for 40 days in the wilderness. So we see, while that may not be prophetic, it's a type or a shadow of what Jesus would do. Okay, so uh, let's just begin and kind of jump in here. Um, in the last lesson, we left off talking about Adam and Eve sinning against God and getting kicked out of the garden. Uh, and the only thing that protected them from eating of the forbidden fruit was the Word of God. Okay, but they broke the commandment. But God told them, in the day you eat thereof, you will die. But they didn't physically die that day. Instead, an animal died in their place. And this is how they were clothed with coats of skins. So we're going to pick up where we left off and find them outside of the Garden of Eden. So let's go to Genesis chapter 3. And I want to, just for the sake of a little bit of review, once again read the curse. Yo quiero recordar lo que aprendimos, repetir la maldición que Dios le dio a ellos. So let's go to Genesis 3. And um, Genesis 3. let's start with verse 15. 15. If you don't mind reading again. Y pondré enemistad entre ti y la mujer, y entre tu simiente y la simiente suya. Esta te herirá en la cabeza, y tú le herirás en el calcañar. Remember, this is called the first messianic prophecy. Esa es la, la primera messianica profecía. Which was fulfilled on the cross at Calvary. Que fue hecha cuando murió en el Calvario. But now let's read verses 16 and 17. A la mujer dijo, Multiplicaré en gran manera los dolores en tus preñeces. Con dolor darás a luz los hijos y tu deseo será para tu marido. Y él se enseñará de ti. Y al hombre dijo, Por cuanto obedeciste a la voz de tu mujer y comiste del árbol de que te mandé diciendo, No comerás de él, 
maldita será en la tierra por tu causa, con dolor comerás de ella todos los días de tu vida. Now, just to uh, kind of give you an idea of what's being said here. What should normally bring joy for Eve in bringing forth a child now has sorrow that comes with it. And again, uh, in the garden, Adam actually had a job. The Bible says that God sent him to till the ground or to keep it. The difference now, though, is it would be hard work. And the ground would be cursed because of his sin. Keep this in your mind. Because this will be important. Esto es muy importante. And we'll come back to it. Okay, keep reading verses 18 and 19. 18 y 19 Espinos y cardos te producirá y comerás plantas del campo. Con el sudor de tu rostro comerás el pan hasta que vuelvas a la tierra. Porque, porque de ellas fuiste tomado, pues polvo eres y al polvo volverás. Just like the body was created out of the dirt of the ground, at death it would return to the dirt of the ground. Now read verse 20. The name Eve means life giver. Okay, now... Let's go, uh, we're going to skip down to verse, uh, let's go ahead and go to chapter 4 and verse 1. Capítulo 4, verso 1. Conoció a Dana su mujer Eva, la cual concibió y dio a luz Caín, y dijo, por voluntad de Jehová, he adquirido varón. In English, and Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And the name Cain means acquisition. El nombre Caín significa acquisición. Okay, and this is important because if you remember the prophecy that God had given to uh, to the serpent. De la profecía que le dio Dios a la serpiente. In Genesis 3.15, he said the seed of the woman la semilla de la mujer would crush the head of the serpent. la cabeza de la serpiente. So you know that the devil had to be thinking about that prophecy. Knowing that the seed of the woman would one day crush his head. Now, if you had a warning that someday somebody was going to destroy you, wouldn't you want to do anything possible to get away from it? The devil thought the same. El pensó lo mismo. So now we're going to see that he is going to attempt to corrupt and to destroy the seed of the woman. Okay, read verse 2 now. The name Abel literally means exhalation or a breath of air. Es un aliento de aire, significa. Which probably speaks of the shortness of his life. Probablemente habla del corto tiempo de su vida. 
Now, let's read verse 3. Y aconteció andando el tiempo que Caín trajo de fruto de la tierra una ofrenda a Jehová. Okay, notice this. In process of time. En proceso de tiempo. So, time has gone by. El tiempo ya ha pasado. We don't know how many days, no sabemos cuántos días, possibly even months, a lo mejor meses, had transpired since what happened in the garden. Han transcurrido desde el jardín hasta ahora. But time had gone by. Pero ya ha mucho so we read here that Cain brought in fruit of the ground for an offering. Now verse 2 tells us Cain was a tiller of the ground. This was a convenient sacrifice. It was a sacrifice of his profession. Era un sacrificio de su profesión, lo que él hacía. But there was a problem with his sacrifice. Un problema con su sacrificio. Do you remember what happened when Adam and Eve sinned? Adán y Eva pecaron, ¿tú te acuerdas? Sí. God killed an animal. Dios mató a un animal. Blood was shed. Fue sangre derramada. New Testament tells us Nuevo without shedding of blood is no forgiveness of que sins. Si no hay derramamiento de sangre, no hay perdón de pecados. God had already set the precedent. Dios ya preparó eso para más adelante. But Cain ignored God's precedent. Pero Dios, Cain ignoró lo que Dios había puesto. He said, I know what God requires, but I'll do it my way. Cain dijo, yo sé lo que Dios quiere de mí, pero yo lo voy a hacer a mi manera. In contrast to this, let's read verse 4 and see what Abel did. Vamos a leer el verso 4. Y Abel trajo también de los primogénitos de sus ovejas, de los más gordos de ellas, y miró Jehová con agrado a Abel y a su ofrenda. Notice in verse 4, and I'll read this in English, And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. Why did God accept this? Porque Dios aceptó el, la oferta de Abel. Actually, three reasons. Tres razones. Okay, first of all, it was a blood sacrifice. Era un sacrificio que fue de sangre. Hebrews 9.22. Hebrews 9.22. So Hebrews 9.22. We referred to this a minute ago, but now we're going to read it. Go ahead. Y casi todo es purificado según la ley, con sangre y sin derramamiento de sangre no se hace remisión. In English it translates it as remission, which means forgiveness. Remisión significa perdón. Meaning that without blood there is no forgiveness. Sin sangre no hay perdón de pecado. Okay, so the first reason why God accepted Abel's sacrifice over Cain's is because it was a blood sacrifice. La primera cosa que fue que aceptó el sacrificio a Abel porque era sacrificio de sangre. Okay, number two. Dos. It was the firstlings of his flock. Era el primer que había nacido de su rebaño. Let's go to Deuteronomy 14, 23. Deuteronomy 14, 14, and 23. Deuteronomy 14, 23. Deuteronomy 
Now this is in the law of Moses. Esto está en la ley de Moisés. 14:20. Y comerás delante de Jehová tu Dios en lugar que él escogiere para poner allí su nombre el diezmo de tu grano, de tu vino y de tu aceite y las primicias de tus manadas y tus gran ganados para que aprendas a temer a Jehová tu Dios todos los días. Okay. Deuteronomy 14:23. I'll just read this in English. And the firstlings of thy herds and of thy flocks. So notice when God gave the law, He told them to bring of the firstlings of the flock. Lo primero del rebaño. Just to give a modern-day illustration, para una ilustración de el día común de hoy, it'd be like when you got a paycheck. Sí, cuando te dan a ti un cheque en el trabajo, and you gave God the top of the increase. Y tú le da a Dios lo de arriba de lo que te mente. Before you paid bills or bought anything. Antes que tú compres para ti o pagues billes en tu casa o algo, tú le da a él lo primero. The best also. The firstlings can also mean the best of what you have. So let's say a man has ten sheep. And he gives God his very best one. So it not only speaks of that which is off the top. It also speaks of that which is best. No solamente habla de lo que la mayor que está arriba. Pero de lo mejor. Okay, so the second reason God accepted Abel's sacrifice was because it was of the firstlings of his flock. But something interesting that a lot of people don't catch that there was actually a third reason God accepted it. Read Genesis 4 and 4 again. Y Abel trajo también de los primogénitos de sus ovejas, de lo más gordo de ellas, y miró Jehová con agrado a Abel y a su y su ofrenda. Now notice, I'll, I'll read this in English. Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. The third reason God accepted his sacrifice was because he brought the fat thereof. La más gruesa, la más, la que bueno. empezaba, uh -huh. el bueno en todo. Leviticus 1, 7 and 8. Leviticus Chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. Again, this is in the law of Moses. Yes, Leviticus 1, chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. Leviticus 1, 7 and 8. Y los hijos del sacerdote Aarón pondrá fuego sobre el altar y compondrán la leña sobre el fuego. Luego los sacerdotes hijos de Aarón acomodarán las piezas de la cabeza y la grosura de los intestinos sobre la leña que está sobre el fuego que habrá encima del altar. For the sake of those listening, I'll just read this in English. It says, And the sons of Aaron the priest shall put fire upon the altar and lay the wood in order upon the fire. And the priest Aaron's son shall lay the parts, the head, and the fat in order upon the wood that is on the fire, which is upon the altar. Now, let me just present a point here. How did Abel know to offer a blood sacrifice, number one? Number two, to offer the firstlings of his flock. 
tú sabes que había nacido el rebaño. And number three, to bring the fat of it. This is how. Let's read Hebrews chapter 11. And verse 4. Hebrews 11 and 4. Por la fe de Abel ofreció a Dios más excelente sacrificio que Caín, por la cual alcanzó testimonio de que era justo, dando Dios testimonio de sus ofrendas y muerto aún habla por ella. Okay, notice several things here. Mira, cuantas cosas aquí. Number one, it Primero, says he offered this by faith. Le ofreció eso por fe. Okay, faith is simply taking God at his word. Fe es leyendo la palabra de Dios y, y haciéndola. You believe God's word. Tú crees la palabra de Dios. And you act upon it. Y tú haces algo con esa palabra. Since God had already shown Adam and Eve how to sacrifice. Ya Dios le había enseñado a Adán y a Eva cómo sacrificar. Abel operated off of faith. Abel operó, hizo lo que hizo por fe. And acted upon his faith. Y actuó por su fe. And notice it says here, Mira, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. Testigo que él era justo. He showed the righteousness that was in his heart. Él la, lo justo que él era en su by the kind of sacrifice he gave. By tipo sacrificio que él Pardon me for just a second because there's a verse coming to mind and I can't remember exactly where it is. Que viene a la mente y él lo va a... Give me just a second. I apologize. No segundo. Pido perdón. There we go. Luke 12:34. San Luca 12:34. Luke 12 and 34. 12:34. Yes, this is it. Luke 12 and 34. Can you read it? 1234. Lucas 234 dice, porque donde está vuestro tesoro, ahí estará también nuestro corazón. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Luke 1234. It says, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Now, what this tells us is where, if you want to see where a person's heart is at. Esto que significa, si tú quieres ver donde... El corazón de una persona está. Look where they spend the most money. Mira donde ellos gastan más el dinero. Ahí donde tienen ellos su corazón. Abel showed the condition of his heart because he brought God his very best. Abel le enseñó a Dios la condición de su corazón por traerle a Dios lo mejor que él tenía. Cain just grabbed fruit from the ground. Cain recogió fruta pena de la tierra. And threw it up on the altar. Y la tiró ahí en el altar. And said, here, God, accept it. But when it came to Abel, he said, God, I want you to have my best. Again, if you want to know where a man's heart is at, look at where he spends his money. I don't know how you communicate this in Spanish, but in English, obviously, God is spelled G-O-D. 
Dios es, eh, lo escriben a G O D. G O D. Okay. But backwards, pero, it's spelled D O G. Pero al revés es G O D. Yeah. Dog. Dog. It would be, it would say dog. Oh, será dicho como perro en inglés. Yeah. Si tú pones la palabra Dios, es G O D. Pero si la escribe al revés, es D O G, que significa perro. Which means dog. Que significa perro. People treat God like a dog many times. Uh, la gente trata a Dios como un perro a veces. They say, here God, accept my scraps. Le dicen, Dios, coge aquí la sobra, lo que me sobra a mí. But God wants your very best. Pero Dios quiere lo mejor de ti. Not just your leftovers. No la sobra. And if a person really loves God, si la persona de verdad ama a Dios, they're going to be willing to do whatever God asks them to do. Ellos harán lo que tengan que hacer para, ser, para complacer a Dios. You understand? Comprende eso. Okay. Let's keep going. Vamos a ir leyendo. Genesis 4 and verse 5. 4 y 5. Genesis capítulo 4, verso 5. Pero no miró con agrado a Caín y la ofrenda suya y, y se enseñó Caín en gran manera y de esa y decayó su semblante. But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. Now watch this. The attitude of Cain. La actitud de Caín. When God doesn't accept his sacrifice. Cuando Dios no aceptó su sacrificio. Was not to say, well, no I better go decir, back and try this again. Que él no tenía la actitud como bueno. And do it Falle, right. Fallé esta vez. Déjame tratar de hacerlo otra vez y lo voy a hacer mejor. But instead, he got mad. Pero de otro modo, se puso, se puso bravo. Let me just say this. We don't adapt the Bible to fit our life. We adapt our life to fit God's word. No adaptamos. We don't adapt. Yes, adapt. We don't adapt the Bible to fit our life. No adaptamos la Biblia a que sea como que sea nuestra vida. We adapt our life to fit the Bible. Adaptamos nuestra vida a ajustar la Biblia. If you want to approach God, si tú quieres acercarte a Dios, you must come with a humble spirit. Tú tienes que venir con un espíritu noble. With a repentant heart. Con un corazón de arrepentimiento. And when God corrects us, we must be willing to accept his correction. Cuando Dios nos correcta a nosotros, tenemos que estar de acuerdo a aceptar lo que Dios nos está diciendo que hagamos. The Bible says in the New Testament that whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. La Biblia dice que el que Dios ama, a Dios lo, lo amarra. Tú sabes cómo que lo ata a él. But it says if he doesn't love us, he will not chasten us. Si él no nos ama a nosotros, entonces él no se preocupa por nosotros. When God attempted to discipline Cain, cuando Dios trató de disciplinar a Caín, he got mad. Caín se puso bravo. Okay, let's keep reading. Verse 6. Verse 6. Entonces Jehová dijo a Caín, ¿Por qué te has enseñado? Enseñado y por qué ha decaído tu semblante? Okay, now notice the next verse, verse 7. El verso 7 ahora. 
el 7 dice, si bien hicieres, no serás enaltecido. Y si no hicieres bien, el pecado está a la puerta. La puerta con todo esto a ti será su deseo y tú lo enseñarás de él. Notice how God tries to reason with Cain. Cuando Dios trata de razonar con Cain. God is not like a large ogre in the sky with a stick waiting to hit us when we do wrong. Dios no es como un hombre, como un hogar, un ogor que coge un palo y nos queda con un palo en la cabeza o algo para estar forzando a hacer algo. But God is a loving God. Dios es un Dios de amor. And he wants us to be right with him. Él quiere que nosotros estemos bien con él. He is attempting to reason with Cain. Está tratando de razonar con Cain. He's asking Cain, why are you mad? If you, if you only do what's right, I'll accept you. But he said, if you don't get your attitude right, sin is at the door. In the Hebrew, the word sin is actually translated as the name of a popular demon. Traducido a un, a un diablo popular. And what this means is, he's saying, the adversary is watching your response, Cain. El adversario está mirando lo que tú estás haciendo. He sees when you're mad. Él mira cuando tú estás bravo. And if you don't repent, si tú no he'll pounce on you. Él te agarrará a ti. Make sense? Da sentido común eso. Mm -hmm. Yes. Let's go to Isaiah 1 and 18. Isaiah. Isaiah 1 and verse 18. And let's also, let's read Isaiah 1, 18 and 19. 18 y 19. Isaiah, chapter 1, and verse 18 and 19. Venid luego, dice Jehová, y estamos a cuenta. Si vuestros pecados fueren como la grana, como la nieve, serán enblanquecidos. Si fueron rojos como el carmesí, vendrán a ser como blanca lana. Now, notice, you read 18 and 19. Okay. Notice a couple things here. It says, number one, God says, let us reason together. Dios dice, vamos a razonar juntos. Here, God is speaking to a disobedient people. Aquí, Dios está hablando a una gente no están haciendo caso. And he's just trying to reason with them. Y está tratando de razonar con ellos. And he says in verse 19, if you be willing and obedient, de acuerdo y obediencia, you shall eat the good of the land. Comerás de lo bueno de la tierra. Notice those two words, willing and obedient. Tener deseo y ser obediencia. Tener obediencia, dos palabras. Because a lot of people are willing, Mucha gente hacer, el deseo, but they're not obedient. Pero no, no They say, God, I want to do better. Dice, Dios, yo ser mejor. They say, God, I want to live for you. Dios, yo vivir para ti. But they never follow through to back up their words. Pero nunca hacen lo que dicen. 
It's one thing to want to do right. Una cosa es querer hacer bien. It's another to actually do it. Y otra cosa es hacerlo, lo que tú quieres, que vas a hacer. God doesn't just want our intentions. Dios no quiere solamente nuestras intenciones. God wants us to obey him. Dios quiere que le obedecemos a él. Now notice what he said there. He said, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. If you're obedient, you'll eat the fruit of the land. There is a reward for righteousness. But unlike Cain, when God corrects us, we shouldn't get mad. We should accept his correction and fix what's wrong. If Cain had just gone back and said, I did it wrong the first time, but now I'm going to do it right. This story would end so much better. Okay, let's read. Let's uh, go to verse 8. Uh, Genesis 4 and 8. Genesis 4 and 8. Y dijo Caín a su hermano Abel, salgamos al campo. Y aconteció que estando ellos en el campo, Caín se levantó contra su hermano Abel y lo mató. Instead of doing what was right, Cain killed his brother. Caín mató a su hermano. Because Abel was doing what was right. Porque Abel estaba haciendo lo que era exacto, correcto. And his lifestyle condemned Cain. Y el estilo de vida de él de hacer bien. Isn't this what we see in our world today? Where if a person tries to do what's right, rather than be respected, they're attacked. What we see is when we try to do what's right, the world is condemned by our lifestyle. Rather than repent, many times they'll attack us. Jesus said, Blessed are you who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Por la justicia, por ser Meaning that when we do what is right, and the world attacks us for it, we're blessed by God. Okay, let's keep reading. Genesis chapter 4 and verse 9. Now, before we read this, remember that when God confronted Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve, rather than repent and confess, they pass the blame. Have you ever heard the phrase like father, like son? No, he nunca ha dicho como. Padre es igual el hijo, o el hijo igual que el padre. We're going to see this come into play. Vamos a ver esto ahora. Remember that whatever the parent does, lo que el padre hace, I'm trying to think of the right word here. 
whatever the parent does, the child will do more. El padre hace o la mamá, el hijo hace más de lo que yo hago. Watch what Cain does when God confronts him. Genesis 4 and 8. Y dijo Cain a su hermano Abel, salgamos al campo. Y aconteció que estando ellos en el campo, Cain se levantó contra su hermano Abel y lo mató. Okay, verses 9 and 10 now. 9 y 10 ahora. Y Jehová dijo a Cain, ¿dónde está Abel tu hermano? Y respondió, no sé, soy yo acaso guardia de mi hermano. Y él le dijo, ¿qué has hecho? La voz de la sangre de tu hermano clama a mí desde la tierra. Okay, several things I want to point out here. God gave Cain an opportunity to admit his sin. Now, Adam and Eve had passed the blame. But Cain took it a step further. Pero Cain lo tomó más, fue más lejos que eso hizo más que ellos que Adán y Eva and he lied to God mintió Dios he lied to God él le mintió Dios now notice something else mira otra cosa God said that Abel's blood cried from the ground Dios dice la sangre de Abel llora de la tierra let's go to Hebrews 11 and 4 Hebreo 11 y 4 again otra vez Conforme a la fe murieron todos estos sin haber recibido lo prometido, sin mirarlo de lejos y creyéndolo y saludándolo y confesando que eran extranjeros y peregrinos sobre la tierra. Now, couple things I want to show you here. Cosas que yo te quiero enseñar aquí. The Bible says that because la of his righteousness, por su justificación, even though he was dead, he still spoke. Aunque ya estuviera muerto, Abel, él hablaba. In the book of Keep going, I'm sorry. Go ahead, brother. In the book of Revelation, en el libro de I'm not going to take time to read it. No vale, Lord. But it talks about the souls of the righteous people were killed. Habla de las almas de los gente justa fueron matadas. But it says that they, even in their death, cried out to God. Dice, pero que todavía siendo ellos muertos, estando muertos, ellos llor, Dios oía la voz de ellos. That their blood would be avenged. If you live righteous before God, even your death can testify to others. Because when you die, people see that it is possible to live for God la gente que es vivir para Dios and to die in the faith. Y para morir en Dios. Cain thought that by killing his brother Cain pensó que si yo mato a mi hermano, it would silence his voice forever. La boca de Abel para But that wasn't true Pero no fue because his blood cried to God. Su de Abel 
a Dios. And his cries would forever live on in the conscience of Cain. Y la, lo, la, la llanto de Abel, de su sangre, siempre va a estar en la mente de Caín. Okay, now watch something else. Let's go to verse 10 and 11 of Genesis 4. Genesis 4, 10 and 11. Genesis 4, 10 and 11. Genesis chapter 4, verses 10 and 11. Genesis capítulo 4, verso 11. Y le dijo, ¿qué has hecho la voz de la sangre de tu hermano? Clama a mí desde la tierra. Ahora pues, maldito seas tú de la tierra que abrió su boca para recibir de tu mano la sangre de tu hermano. Ok, go ahead read verse 12. Verso 12 también. 12. Sí. Cuando, labrar, cuando labres la tierra, no te volverá a dar su fuerza. Errante y extranjero serás en la tierra. Now, let's go back and read Genesis 3 and verse 17 and compare this to the curse of Adam. Genesis 3, 17. Y comparar esto al amado. Y al hombre dijo, por cuanto obedeciste a la voz de tu mujer y comiste del árbol de que te mandé diciendo, no comerás de él. Maldita serás la tierra por tu causa, con dolor comerás de ella todos los días de tu vida. Okay. Notice this, it says, cursed is the ground. So what happened when Cain killed his brother, the curse was intensified. God had already cursed the ground. But because Cain had killed his brother and it hit him under the earth, He would not be able to get increase from the ground. No podía recoger ningún fruto de la tierra. Yeah, notice that. Read Genesis 4 and 12 again. Genesis 4 y 12. Que lo lea otra vez. Cuando, cuando, la, cuando labras la tierra, no te volverá a dar su fuerza. Errante y extranjero serás en la tierra. Now, a couple of things here as well. Cosas aquí. He said, number one, the ground's cursed for your sake. La tierra va a estar maldecida. Number two, you're going to be a fugitive and a vagabond. Un fugitivo y un vagabundo. This is basically like being homeless. Esto es como estar esa gente que vive en la calle, sin casa, sin nada. Meaning you will continually wander around and never be able to find a home. Que significa que tú puedes andar por todo el lugar, todo el mundo. Nunca vas a encontrar un lugar fijo para quedarte para acá. This is interesting because the Bible tells us the devil is a vagabond. Let's go to Job chapter 1. Job chapter 1. Job is the God of all the earth Chapter 1. Yes, chapter 1. Capítulo 1. Chapter 1 of Job and verses 6 and 7. Job 1, 6 y 7. Un día vinieron a presentarse delante de Jehová a los hijos de Dios, entre los cuales vino también Satanás. Y dijo Jehová a Satanás, 
¿De dónde vienes? Respondió Satanás a Jehová y dijo de rodear la tierra y andar por ella. Notice that it says the devil goes to and fro in the earth. El diablo va de la tierra. And he walks up and down in it. Y camina la tierra de un lugar a otro. He has no home. Él no tiene casa. He's a vagabond. Es un vagabundo. Compare this to 1 Peter 5 and 8. Primer Pedro 5, 8. Vamos a compararlo. Pedro 5, 8. First Peter 5 and 8. Sed sobrios y velad, porque vuestro adversario el diablo como león rugiente anda alrededor buscando a quien devorar. Notice again, it says walking about. El diablo anda de un lado a otro. Wandering continually. He's constantly wandering. He has no home. Todo el tiempo está buscando, buscando, buscando. Está inseguro, no tiene lugar donde quedarse fijo. So notice, Cain, Cain, his punishment is that he would be a wanderer just like the devil. Now, Abel proved that he was a son of God because of his righteousness. However, the Bible calls Cain the son of the devil. La Biblia dice que Caín era el hijo del diablo. First John 3:12. Primer Juan 1. Yeah, and that's First John. Primer Juan. Yes, First John 3:12. Ah, sí, 1:12. Porque la vida se manifiesta, se manifestada y lo hemos visto testificamos y os anunciamos la vida eterna la cual estaba con el Padre y se nos manifestó now notice this it says not as Cain who was of that wicked one meaning he was a son of Satan él era un hijo de Satanás not in the flesh no en la carne but by his actions pero por sus acciones back up and read 1 John 3 and 8 ok 1 Juan 3 y 8 El que practica el pecado es del diablo, porque el diablo peca desde el principio. Para esto apareció el Hijo de Dios para des deshacer las obras del diablo. Our actions acciones. tell us who we serve. No dice a nosotros a quién nosotros servimos. Abel proved he was a son of God because of his righteousness. Abel probó que le un hijo de Dios por la Cain proved he was a son of the devil because of his wickedness. Okay, now let's go back to Genesis 4 and let's read verse 16. Salió pues Cain delante de Jehová y habitó en tierra de not al oriente de Eden. Notice this. Mirage. It says he went out from the presence of the Lord. Él fue y salió de la presencia de Dios. This is one of the saddest verses in the Bible. Eso son, esto es un verso más triste en la Biblia. Because he literally walked out of the presence of God forever. Él 
salió completamente de la presencia de Dios. Notice he dwelt in the land of Nod. Estaba en la tierra de Nod. The word Nod in Hebrew means wandering. La, la palabra Nod en el Hebreo significa la tierra del que anda buscando, del, del que no encuentra lugar, no reposo. And notice it was just east of Eden. Era al este de Eden. Wouldn't it be sad to be just east no. of the place where God dwells? Es tan triste que Dios estaba en Eden, pero al este de ahí estaba Caín buscando. Dice que tú estás tan cerca de donde Dios está viviendo, pero estás departado completamente de Dios. It would be like Sería como dwelling across the street from the church, como tú vivir al frente de la iglesia, but not being able to attend it. Pero no poder ir a la iglesia, tú. Wouldn't that be sad? No sería eso triste. But Cain can see in eyesight Cain podía ver con su vista the place that God once dwelt with his mom and dad. El lugar donde él estaba con su mamá y papá. But he can't go. Y él no podía ir. Because of his sin. Por su pecado. Do you remember what we taught in the first lesson? Sin acuerdo? separates us from God. De la primera lección, lo que estudiamos que el pecado nos separa de Dios y nosotros. Because of his sin, he would never be able to come back into God's presence. Por su pecado, nunca podía volver a la presencia de Dios. This is the state of the unrepentant soul. Este es lo que le pasa al alma que no se arrepiente. Let's see, read 1 John 1 and 9. 1 Juan 9. 1 John 9 and 1. 1 and 9. 1 John 1 and 9. 1 John 1 and 9. And read 9 and 10. 1 John 1, 9 and 10. Si confesamos nuestros pecados, Él es fiel y justo para perdonarnos, para perdonar nuestros pecados y limpiarnos de toda maldad. Si decimos que no hemos pecado, lo hacemos a, a Él mentiroso y su palabra no está en nosotros. Notice that. If that's a big if. If we confess our sins. Y si confesamos. Y. Si confesamos, es lo que dice la he will forgive us. Él no but Cain would not confess. Pero Cain no Instead, he got mad Debe at God. Confesar, él se puso bravo con Dios, a lo How different would the story be if he had just confessed? Que tan fue la si él su pecado frente a Dios. But he felt no pity for what he had done. Pero él no sintió perdón ni remordimiento por lo que él había hecho. The Bible says a godly sorrow works repentance. La Biblia dice que un arrepentimiento sobre Dios no salva del pecado. In other words, it's not just about saying I'm sorry. No es solamente decirle a Dios perdón, perdóname. But it's us seeing that our sin hurt God. And the Bible says all have sinned. Repentance is a constant attitude we need to keep. Arrepentimiento es una actitud que debemos tener todo el tiempo. 
Because we just read it in 1 John 1 and 10. That if someone says, I have not sinned, they make God a liar. Okay, so let's go back and finish the lesson. Genesis chapter 4. And we are going to read... Now, we're going to skip around because this gives us the family line of Cain. So we're not going to read it verse by verse, which is good because it's hard to pronounce the names. <laughs> so let's find out what happens to Cain's family line. Read verse number, let's see. Um, 19. 19. Yes, Chapter 4 and verse 19 of Genesis. One thing that's interesting to note here is polygamy first took place in Cain's family line. Polygamy, que es tener dos esposas. Secondly, remember Cain committed murder. Cain hizo, mató, cometió. But read verse 23. Leer verso 23. Notice he says here, I have, I have slain a man to my wounding. Yo he matado un hombre. And a young man to my hurt. Y un hombre joven. He killed two men. Mató a dos hombres. Cain killed one. Cain mató a uno solamente al hermano Abel. But he killed two. Pero este mató a dos. Cain's okay. line isn't getting better. El, la generación de Cain no se pone mejor. No hace mejor ellos. They're getting worse and se worse. Se pone peor y peor. But watch verse 25. Mira verso 25. Thank God there's hope. Gracias a Dios que hay esperanza. Si siete veces será vengado Caín, la meca en verdad setenta veces siete lo será. Read verse 26 as well. Y 26 también. 26? 26, sí, verso. Uh, verse 26, yes. Y a Seth también le nació un hijo y llamó su nombre Enos. Entonces los hombres comenzaron a invocar el nombre de Jehová. The name Seth means substitute. El nombre Seth significa sustituir. Well, remember, Jesus Christ is our substitute. Jesucristo es nuestro sustituto. Because when we should have died, he died in our place. Porque cuando nosotros debíamos haber muerto por nuestro pecado, él murió por nuestro pecado. Jesus would come through the family line of Seth. Jesús viene por la línea de la familia de Seth. Even though Adam and Eve had made a terrible mistake and paid by being thrown out of the garden and then watched their sin continue to grow in their son Cain. Still they didn't give up. But they said let's have another son. Pero dijeron vamos a tener otro hijo. And thank God they did. Y gracias a Dios que tuvieron. Because that's who Jesus came through. Porque ahí fue donde vino la parte de 
la familia de Jesucristo. This shows us that when we mess up, esto quiere decir que cuando nosotros echamos a perder algo, it's time to get up and try again. Es tiempo de levantarnos y tratar de hacer lo que es bien otra vez. The Bible says that the righteous man falls seven times El hombre justo cae siete veces, but gets up again. Pero se levanta otra vez. Didn't say he was without sin. No dice que él está sin pecado ninguno. But he gets up when he fails. Pero cuando se cae, se levanta. Okay. So, chapter 5 of Genesis, Cinco de Genesis gives us the overview of the family line of Seth. No habla sobre toda la familia de Seth. Okay. Now, while we could read all of this, leer todo esto. we won't. Pero no. Because <laughs> it's long. And there's a lot of big names. But I do want to point out one thing. Verse 29. Or sorry, 22. Verse 22. Read 23 and 24 as well. 35 años caminó pues en no con Dios y desapareció porque lo llevó Dios. Now the rest of this chapter tells us that uh, this man and woman had a son and he died. Then it tells us the next one had a son and he died. And the next one had a son and he died. But then in the midst of all the monotony en el medio de todo eso que estaba pasando. There's one man that was important enough for God to point out. Hay un hombre que fue importante que Dios. And what made him stand out from the crowd. Lo que se salió frente de, la, de Dios. Was that he walked with God. Que caminó con Dios. Didn't say he was perfect. No le dijo que era perfecto. But he walked with God. Pero tenía un camino con Dios. Let's read Hebrews 11. Hebreo 11. It's verse 7. Let me make sure of that. And then we are almost done. Uh, verse 5, actually. Hebrews 11 and 5. Hebrews 11, 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 5. Hebrews Notice he pleased God. And God translated him. Meaning that God snatched him out of the world. Which happened before the flood. This is a type of the rapture. If we serve God faithfully, we can, we can escape the wrath to come. You may not be perfect, but if you walk with God, you can escape the wrath to come. Let me read one more verse here that's coming to mind. Revelation chapter 3. I was hoping to get further than this, but it doesn't look like it will. Revelation 3. And 
Apocalipsis 3. Okay, let's read. Here Jesus is giving a message to the church of Philadelphia. Aquí, aquí Jesús le está dando un mensaje a la iglesia de Filadelfia. He is commending them for their righteousness. Le está hablando lo justo que ellos han sido, su iglesia. Read verse 10. Verso 10. Por cuanto has guardado la palabra de mi paciencia, yo también te guardaré de la hora de la prueba que he de venir sobre el mundo entero para probar a los que moran sobre la tierra. Because they kept the word of God. In other words, because they obeyed God. God said he would keep them from the hour of temptation. The Bible tells us that one day the wrath of God will be poured upon the earth. But we can escape it. If we keep God's word. Meaning if we obey what he says. La palabra de Dios. Okay. So we're going to close out with this. Vamos a con esto. Let's go to chapter 6. And verses 2 and 3. Genesis 6, 2 and 3. Genesis 5. Genesis 6, Genesis 6, 2 and 3. Genesis chapter 6. Genesis 6, que viendo los hijos de Dios que las hijas de los hombres eran hermosas, tomaron para sí mujeres que escogieron entre todas. Y dijo Jehová, no contenderá mi espíritu con el hombre para siempre, porque ciertamente él es carne, mas serán sus días 120 años. Ahora, this passage is debated. Esto significa diferentes cosas. And I won't get too deep into its interpretation. But I do want to point out one thing. God said, my spirit will not always strive with man. But his days would be 120 years. Some people believe that from this date, you can calculate 120 years until the flood. Tú puedes calcular todos estos días desde que se habló esto hasta el día del diluvio y, y pasaron 120 días. Others say that God is limiting man's life to about 120 years. Otros dicen de que Dios le está limitando la vida al ser humano por 120 años. Either way, the point is clear. De una manera u otra, el punto está claro. That God said His Spirit would not always strive with Dios man. Dice, Mi espíritu nunca va a estar con el hombre. Now, we're told why, verse 5. Ahora nos dicen por qué, verso 5. Puedes leerlo si quieres. 5. 5, 1. Ajá, del 6. Chapter 6 and verse 5. Capítulo 6, ya. 5. Y vio Jehová que la maldad de los hombres era mucha en la tierra y que todo designo de los pensamientos del corazón de ellos eran de continuar solamente el mal. Okay. Notice he said he saw the imagination of the thoughts of his heart. Él vio la imaginación del pensamiento del corazón de los hombres. God judges matters while they're still in the heart. Dios juzga las cosas aunque desde que tú la empiezas en tu corazón, el juzga eso. Porque tú tienes tu corazón. De ahí para adelante. 
We judge a man for what he does. Nosotros juzgamos un ser humano por lo que él es. But God judges a man based off of what's in his heart. Pero Dios juzga un hombre por lo que está en su corazón. Okay. Quickly, Jeremiah 17 and 10. Jeremiah 17 and 10. And we need to close after this. It could be a good place to stop. Jeremiah 17 and 10. Yo Jehová que escudriño la mente, que probe el corazón para dar a cada uno según su camino, según el fruto de sus obras. The Lord searches our heart. El Señor busca nuestro corazón. And it says he tries the reins. Dice él trata las riendas. This word reins Esta palabra, in the Hebrew reinas. speaks of the mind. Habla de la mente. God sees what's going on in our heart and in our mind. The reason God judged the earth la razón que Dios juzgó la tierra was because the thoughts of their heart were always evil. Era siempre malo. And notice, there was two things that characterized Noah's day. Dos cosas que caracterizan la, en los días de Noah. Violence and corruption. Había violencia y corrupción. Isn't that what we see today? No es lo que estamos viendo hoy en día. La violence and corruption. La que hay. Yes. Sí. So, we're going to close down Vamos with verse 8. This will be the last verse. Verso 8. Va a ser el último verso. Let me know. Genesis 4 and 8. No, no, oh, I'm sorry, Genesis 6 and 8. Yeah. My apologies. 6? Yes, 6 and 8. We often think of grace as a New Testament concept. But actually, grace is found in the Old Testament as well. The Bible says Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. What we're going to see in the next lesson is that the reason Noah found grace was because he had faith, which means he believed God when God warned him of the flood to come and he obeyed God. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity that we've had to study the Word of God. God, I thank you for Omar. I pray that you would continue to touch his heart, to speak to him, God. Lord, I pray as we continue this study that you would speak to our hearts and give us understanding and revelation, Jesus. Help us, O oh Lord, to understand your Word, to obey it. Lord, to follow after you and to seek your face. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.